0: Bring us in, babe.
2: Welcome to Coco Caliente. Caliente.
0: (laughs) So today we're going to talk a little bit about Big Brother with Peter.
2: Yeah, Peter Brown is from Big Brother Canada. And him and I, we've been friends for a while um, just because we both are in the Big Brother world. And it's about time we get him on the podcast because he knows a lot of things about big brother
0: yeah he he's like especially when it comes to like big brother canada actually even just big brother us he's like one of those super fans that knows you can ask him people from certain seasons Mm -hmm. and he'll know
2: he's like an encyclopedia
0: yeah it's actually it's actually pretty interesting and uh he also uh we we're also in like this limbo not knowing what's gonna happen now with big brother like is it gonna air this summer or not and so it's good to have his take on things so we really hope you guys enjoy
2: Mm -hmm. hey peter what's up
1: how's it going guys
2: Good, how's it going with you?
1: Oh, I am just lovely here, enjoying this nice overcast day in Vancouver, live from my quarantine department.
2: Are you? It's 8 o'clock there, isn't it?
1: It is 8 a.m., and I tell you, I am not normally a morning person. I
2: know, I'm so impressed. I was telling Vic, I was like, I can't believe he got up at 8 a.m. for us.
1: I, I set my alarm for 7.45, and I was so nervous that i would skip my alarm or just think like oh i'll just snooze it away but i kept intermittently waking up dreaming that i had already done this podcast so for me this is actually Aww. the third time oh my God. that i've done this podcast today because <laughs> i kept having dreams that i did it so i'm ready to roll guys
2: yeah
0: so so for you waking so do you are you a night owl so do you stay up like really really late
1: uh, normally, yes. I, but I always say that uh, I think most, if not all, owls are nocturnal. So I'm not a night owl. I'm just a regular owl. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair and enough. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I prefer the nighttime. It has its, uh, its quiet dignity. I think it's the best time to work, really, because like you know, if I'm editing or if I'm writing or if I'm working on some random project, I like looking out at the night sky and uh, just uh, dawdling away on whatever foolishness that I'm doing. But now I I seem to feel like with this quarantine and uh, keeping myself inside and kind of otherwise occupied, I've kind of got on a somewhat regular, almost human-like schedule. So perhaps this waking up at 8 a.m. will do me some good.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. I was up till 3 a.m. last night, so I just feel like crap. And it was just because... Victor works like kind of nights, and so then I kind of try to get on his schedule a little bit, and now I feel so groggy, and waking up at 8 a.m. is the best thing for me.
0: Welcome to the evening shift,
2: uh, baby. <laughs> I already did, been there, done that. I just, It's hard on the body yeah, it is. <laughs> for it me. Is. I mean,
0: because for me, I go, I wake up, I try to wake up like at 11,
2: 11,
0: is 11 is good, 11 is good. But then by 11 o'clock at night, I'm starting to get really tired, and I work till 3 in the morning. And so sometimes it's a struggle and sometimes I, all right, should I get a coffee this late? Or depending on how late it is, you know, should I get a coffee? Should I not? I got to go home after this. And so, yeah, it's, it's difficult.
2: So how is quarantine going for you? Actually,
1: I kind of love it, which probably sounds strange. <laughs> no, <but laughs> I,
2: I love it too.
1: <laughs> and I think maybe that's a unifying thing for just Big Brother people, I guess, because we're, we're used to kind of isolation anyway through the game. So mm-hmm. our, I think our minds just kind of snap back into that pretty quickly. Like, for example, um, before you go into the house... Uh, Everyone has to go through sequester. So they basically lock you in a hotel room with nothing for a week-ish. Right. And, um, in Canada, you can have people come down and they can play board games with you or just Mm -hmm. chat if you're lonely or what have you. I didn't do any of that. I, I, I wanted complete and total isolation the whole time just to prepare for the game. And everyone was crazy. I was like, they thought I was nuts because. I didn't want anyone to come play with me, and all of the other house guests were, you know, pretty routinely um, requiring contact. Mm-hmm. And so this is this is pretty much the same for me, except for I have everything I could possibly want at my fingertips. I've got the internet, I've got video games, I've got television. I can work out through you know YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Um, so quarantine is not bothering me whatsoever. I know that all of my friends and family are safe, and they're locked down too. So. I'm just going to kind of ride out the storm as best I can.
0: So uh, before we get a little bit further into this episode, as we're talking to people, maybe, okay, who the heck is Peter and who are they talking to? (laughs) All right. Mm. So (laughs) you are Peter Brown, right? What's your middle Mm -hmm. name, Peter?
1: Uh, My middle name
0: is Douglas. Douglas. (laughs) Hey. Yep. (laughs) That's a very, uh, it seems like a very traditional old school name, Douglas, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, So Peter Douglas Brown, Big Brother Canada 1, right? Mm -hmm. First ever uh, uh, season of Big Brother in Canada. has to be something special, right? The first one ever. And so he's our guest today, and we really appreciate you coming on the show. Mm -hmm. And so my question for you is... Uh, starting off is what were you doing before big brother and how did how did that even come about having a big brother in canada like how long were they into big brother u.s before they did that
1: uh so big brother 14 usa had just finished airing when the call went out finally after uh, so many long years of waiting and being a huge fan of the american show they sent out the call hey canada Uh, Now it's your turn. You can apply. So, of course, I I did it immediately. Um, At the time, I was working for a YouTube network called Broadband TV, um, kind of organizing their networks and shooting videos for them and and things of that nature. And it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, But Big Brother had been a dream of mine since its infancy in 2000 when it first aired on CBS in the United States. So it was a really big deal for it to come here and in a in a strange way, I almost felt that it was uh, it's it's going to sound like a silly word, but I really don't think that it is It almost felt like destiny because I was really struggling in my life at that time. It was a horrible year um for me just kind of like mentally and emotionally and there boom, here comes this um what at the time was a fantasy, you know, Canadians couldn't apply for the American show. Yeah. And so in many ways, I feel like big brother kind of saved my life a bit. And, uh, you know, I went and applied just like everybody else. And every time that they would call and tell me made it the next step, made it to the next step. I was like, I know, I know, like, this is, I'm going to be there. Like, I'm going to make it, Mm -hmm. um, a big part of my life. And I was very, very fortunate to be selected on the first season, Of Big Brother Canada. And then I was even more fortunate that uh, seasons two through four, I was selected to be the uh, co host of the after show called Big Brother Canada Sideshow. So it was a kind of recap show afterwards. And I was the mean judge that kind of yelled at all the house guests at how (laughs) badly they did (laughs) (laughs) last
2: So, deodorant, my favorite deodorant is All Natural from Native. And it's super safe. It's formulated without aluminum, parabens, or talc. It's, ve- it's also vegan and never tested on animals.
0: Oh, that's amazing. And it also has some amazing scents too.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: they have their classic and rotating seasonals. You're guaranteed to find one you love. Their classic scents include coconut and vanilla, which are the most popular. Mm-hmm. They have lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, And eucalyptus and mint. Which one do you use?
2: We actually ran out of cucumber and mint. That's Mm, the one. Yeah. And then we use the coconut and vanilla.
0: Yeah. Um, It fits. fitting, Coco.
2: I know. (laughs) There's something for everyone. So they come in a wide variety of options for men, women, and even teens. And they offer unscented options in a baking soda-free formula for those with sensitivities.
0: It's no risk to try. Free shipping on every order. And Native offers 30-day free returns and exchanges in the USA.
2: And if you want to read it for yourself, there's over 9,000 five-star reviews from happy customers who made the switch to Native.
0: That's awesome. That is awesome. So right now, you can get 20% off your first purchase. Visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code coco during checkout. Again, that's 20% off your first purchase. That's n a t i v e deodorant.com and use the promo code coco c o c o. So, Big Brother in so Big Brother America in mm-hmm. Canada is a big deal because yes and i don't i just i didn't understand i didn't know that and so after when i went to canada after big brother it was it was kind of surreal right so what what is this fascination with it? it it's do you do you know why why are people so crazy for it
1: you know that's a that's a great question and i think that people love big brother for a lot of different reasons but to me i think what really is the, the drawing factor is it's ordinary people in an extraordinary environment. So you don't have to have a, you know, uh, you don't have to be a professional athlete or, uh, you know, a world-class chess champion, or, you know, be able to do uh, advanced physics. You know, you don't have to, to be uh, the top of your field to get into the big brother. house. So you could just be a regular, interesting person. I think that really appeals to a broad audience, but Big brother, a proper big brother game should reflect the world in which it's being contested and that, and it grows and evolves and changes every year. And it's about seeing what people would do in this wild magic house that a day feels like a week, a week feels like a month and a month feels like an absolute eternity. Mm-hmm. So when you're in there, it's kind of this, this self isolating magic world where there's clear rules and structures that, you know, um, you can, you can rely upon. Big brother gives you food. It's, it's, it gives you all these fun games to do, um, but th- then you watch it, and it's just like, hey, I could do that too, and I could be there, and what would I do in that scenario? Where's my line? How far could I go? Would mm. I be able to do that challenge? I think it just offers such a unique thing, and then uh, going back to Big Brother reflects the world, and what's just taking place, what's crazy happening right now with the world with this coronavirus I don't know if you know, but Big Brother Canada 8, our currently airing season, just got prematurely shut down yesterday. Right. That's crazy. They were only in the house for 25 days, and now they have to come back into the real world to then again sequester, which is absolutely maddening. I know in Australia, they had to get um, tested, so they paused the game, they tested everybody, and then they came back, I believe that – Italy and Germany did like a live house look in where like they kind of did uh, like a house to house call, which I think is kind of neat. So the big brother game kind of creates this, international community of of people who are joined simply by the fact that they did this bonkers crazy game but that's a that's a unique i mean that's literally the reason why the three of us are having this conversation we would never have met otherwise
0: and and you saying it reflects the the world that we live in so do you think now especially maybe in like the bb us with the social media being a form of income for people. Do you think it compromises Mm -hmm. the game a bit when people want to come into the game and are just maybe looking for the followers, trying to play it safe, just get far so they can get followers and not really
1: play the game itself? So that's the kind of thing about Big Brother, though. There is no right or wrong way to play. So I think that there's a universally agreed upon... Um, good things that people do in the game, which are aspirational in terms of like manipulation, um, building alliances, uh, even the backstabbing or, you know, competition wins. These are all kind of the pluses on the negatives. There's exactly what you're referred to people going in, kind of looking just to become a star. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, grow their fan base. These are kind of things that are negatively looked upon uh, in the show. However, that 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 is the world in which we live in. And 15 years ago, 20 years ago, when the show started, it's you can't look at it completely through rose colored glasses and go, those people didn't want to be famous or those people. There wasn't an element of wanting to be on TV Mm -hmm. or grow their their brand or whatever. Like you can literally look back as far as Big Brother USA season one. Um, I believe her name was Jamie she grew uh, her business into this I, I, I think and check my math on this but I think she might be a billionaire with a B now because she has like a some kind of beauty manufacturing thing or something like that oh, nice. I don't know wow. but she's got like oodles of money
2: that is a good point so, though, that people back in the day they kind of say well there wasn't no such thing as Instagram but there was still the element of being on TV and feeling that sort of okay everyone's watching me on TV.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's just like, you know, that's social media, of course, mm-hmm. very dominant in our culture now, but I don't think that you should look at that necessarily as a negative. If someone, if someone is interesting and, 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 and fun mm-hmm. and cool enough uh, mm-hmm. that they, that they want to use big brother as a launching pad while still simultaneously playing the game and trying, that's all I really ask for. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind people going in and wanting to sell their T-shirts or become an influence or something like that, as long as they're still there to quote-unquote play the game, that's all that's important. And two, it's like something that I feel like Big Brother has kind of gotten away with in recent years is putting in those kind of polarizing people. So you put someone in who's, that's their only objective. I want to just, I want to be famous. And then you put someone else in there who completely is antithetical to that, those two people would clash. Big Brother has kind of stopped putting in these like, the people who would normally be at odds with one another, which I think they should maybe uh, get back to doing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see it as necessarily a negative, but I can certainly understand why people do. Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, so here we go. Jamie Lima. Okay. She, you're, you're, you're right. Uh, in 2016, she sold her it cosmetics line oh, she to L'Oreal It
2: cosmetics for
0: 1.2 billion. <laughs> she sold that yeah. to them. And then oh her portion of that was, uh, I guess she pocketed from that and her net worth now is
1: 450 million. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Not too shabby.
2: Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's right? so crazy. So there you go. Yeah.
1: From regular old Big Brother Canada, uh, or Big Brother USA, rather, house guest, right along with Chicken George, um, <laughs> she has grown into worth, you know, just shy wow. of half a billion. So that's that's pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that is. I had no idea about that. I know you already, you always have all the facts, Peter. you always, <laughs> if, <laughs> I try. I need, if I need to know anything, I just go to Peter. <laughs> So Victor and I are engaged, obviously, and planning our wedding is pretty stressful enough. And then plus we're going through um, these times right now. Absolutely. And so Zola, according to their survey, 96% of couples think planning their wedding was already stressful. Yep. And now there's some added stress. So Zola makes wedding planning easier and less stressful with wedding websites, registry invites, and guest list manager all in one place. So there's free wedding website designs. That's where we made our um, website And it was super fun. There was hundreds of gorgeous designs. You can customize your URL. And honestly, I did it in a couple minutes.
0: Yeah, and they are the highest rated registry of all time. You mm-hmm. register for gifts, experiences, and honeymoon funds. You can add gifts from other stores or sync existing registries. All the benefits you want and your guests want. You get free shipping and returns, free, eat, free and easy exchanges, 20% off post-wedding discount, price matching, group gifting, plus they have beautiful, affordable invites. And paper.
2: They'll help you collect addresses and track online RSVPs with their free guest list manager, which is super helpful when you're trying to get RSVPs. And Zola has helped 1 million couples get married, and they'll help you too.
0: Go to Zola.com slash Coco today and use promo code SAVE50 to get 50% off your Save the Dates. You can also get a free personalized paper sample before you purchase. That's 50% off Save the Dates at Zola.com slash Coco, C-O-C-O, promo code SAVE50.
2: Um, So as far as this season of Big Brother Canada, it's something that Victor and I didn't get a chance to watch. Um, Can you kind of fill us in? We do know that the production stopped yesterday, but as far as, like, I heard there was someone that self-evicted and then two people got, like, kicked out of the house. Can you kind of fill us and the listeners in on that?
1: Right. So, uh, I personally, I loved Big Brother Canada season eight because it was a train wreck, From start to finish. Sounds like
2: the bachelor season. Like, oh,
1: maybe. So, look, I think Big Brother fans are notoriously fickle fan base and they always claim to want something different. They they're sick and tired of the same thing over and over and over. Well, Big Brother Canada 8 gave them something completely different. And yet still, the feedback seemed to be. Uh, negative online, but I feel like it's always negative, and I yeah. try to just weed through that now and just take the show for what it is. And um, but yeah, now, it was.
0: You mean on Twitter, right? Because Twitter is on Twitter. just a monstrosity. Twitter's
1: never happy. That's that. I'm glad you pointed that out. Yes, because that is exactly what I mean. Twitter <laughs> and as an extension to that Reddit, they are <laughs> <all laughs> generally the subreddits. Uh, pretty negative. Yeah. No. Um, But yeah, it was. So first weekend, uh, they had no H.O.H., no veto. Uh, so Big Brother Canada, for those that don't know, has the exact same rule structure as Big Brother USA. Normally there's an H.O.H. In veto and veto and it goes on like that. But Big Brother Canada has a lot of international Big Brother influence in which the fans are much more engaged. Um, and th- I there's like a lot that. of kind of.
2: That's cool. Yeah. yeah. The audience yeah, it's, gets it's, to actually interact and do something about it.
1: Right. Which is kind of, I think, uh, critical to what the Big Brother game is supposed to be, or at least mm-hmm. it's originally intended. Mm-hmm. So uh, in the first week, they had. Um, the fans vote uh, on based on the bio videos, and the bottom four the people who re- received the least amount of votes were um uh, in trouble basically so <laughs> they had but but they big brother in his benevolent wisdom gave them several opportunities to save themselves. so the bottom four had a physical competition, a mental competition and then the the two uh... people that won those were safe and then the remaining two had to. Um, go out to the house and, you know, try to use their social skills of the three critical elements of Big Brother, of course, in order to to stay. And this guy, Nico, he didn't adapt to the house very well at all. And the minute that uh, he found out he was in the bottom four, you know, this is a guy coming in saying, you know, most people don't like me right out of the gate. And so as soon as he gets in the house, his negative self-identification is positively reaffirmed. Mm -hmm. So he had a really hard time. He lost both the competitions and he was, uh, he just didn't want to go through the formal voting process. He was having a terrible time in the house. You could tell it was really mentally beating him. Mm -hmm. And so he took a walk. I, I don't like when people take a walk, but in this particular case, it, didn't look like his mental well-being was positively being mm-hmm. impacted while, while in there. So he left. Second week was pretty much a normal Big Brother week. Um, uh, this guy, Michael, got evicted in a pretty nice um, backdoor move. And then the third week is when things really started to get crazy. There was a conflict kind of brewing the entire time between this guy, Jamar, and Kyle, and it came to a boiling point after a house meeting, which for future Big Brother players is never a good idea (laughs) to not do house meetings. (laughs) Um, So Jamar and Kyle were unfortunately uh, ejected from the game, and then um, kind of through, and that created a really strong backlash on Twitter. There was a lot of people who didn't quite understand why Jamar, specifically Jamar, uh, was was removed from the game, and um, uh, then they felt that because of, There was huge backlash because Jamar was removed. That's why production removed Kyle then later. So there was some controversy around that. And then the show didn't really entirely address it. They kind of just said, take our word for it. They didn't show everything, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I can understand the reasons both for and against. Um, But regardless, then continuing, there was another controversy um, with this woman named Carol and she had been kind of saying some uh, disreputable things throughout the game, and um, had expressed intent to leave constantly. Just every week was like, "I can't do this. I don't want to be here. The competitions are too hard." I'm, I, you like know, in the uh, diary room,
2: doing. or to like her friends, to
1: people in the house. Oh, okay. So that's a a, a good. Uh, so that's a good uh, point that you brought up because there was some speculation to give Carol the extreme benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. that perhaps she was just using that as a strategy. So it's a great second place strategy. Mm -hmm. Nobody in the world believes this. Um, She's not saying it in the diary room. There was basically a whole episode about her wanting to quit, not wanting to be there, wanting to go back to her family, which I think is just the worst thing. Like, I think it's such a, Mm a beautiful thing to be in there. Such a huge opportunity um you know it's such a wonderful community to be a part of and just to get in there and waste the spot and just constantly want to leave is is shameful and so um we haven't seen the follow up yet because you know every, the feeds went down and uh the the show was then uh, pulled but the, the speculation is that she self-evicted or um basically she had convinced the hoh to put her up and then the house to just all vote her out which is a huge waste of an hoh or would have been had the season continue but you know either way um so she all but walked you know Mm -hmm. it it might not be a proper self-eviction but it's still basically a self-eviction and then um they on day 25 they were like sorry guys um that's all we got for you this time and then they went out so that's your uh Fast forward, BB Can 8 recap. It's
2: very good. <laughs> I feel like I know a lot now. Um, there
1: you It go. seems
2: like, yeah, the season was already off to, like, a weird start. So, kind of, like, shutting it down wasn't – say it wasn't, like, oh, my God, this is the best season, everybody. We got, like, two sides of the house going at it. You know, the the characters are so lovable, not that they weren't, but that they were self-evicting and that they were fighting and that there was a lot of people online, like, not agreeing with what they were saying. That's always hard, I think, on the Big Brother producers because they have to decide, what are we going to show? What are we going to hide? And then if they hide anything, they get, you know, and a lot of crap. And if they show things, they get a lot of crap. So it's just, it's very, I don't know. It, it's crazy that they shut it down because... With the coronavirus, I would think that they would be kind of safe in there. They're kind of quarantined, mm. right? So why do you think they had to shut it down due to, because like maybe setting up sets in the back? Do you guys have a backyard?
1: <laughs> yeah, so there is there is a backyard and there's kind of two. So our, what you would normally call the garden or the backyard in the Big Brother Canada house mm-hmm. is in, part of the enclosed structure. So like... of Big Brother Canada is entirely indoors in the United States, basically everywhere else in the world. When you go out from the house into the garden area, um, it's, you know, blue sky. Big Brother Canada is not like that because we shoot in the winter months. Uh, so we do have a hot tub area, which is, Mm -hmm. which is kind of, uh, extended past the backyard that you can actually look up and get fresh air and blue sky. But the, the, where the challenges take place and where the house guests hang out in the backyard. Um is enclosed so uh yeah so there i don't think it was a house guest safety issue necessarily because obviously i mean they've been in there for 25 days they would have mm-hmm. been in sequester for about 10 days you know that's right. well more than a month nobody's sewing s- signs obviously mm-hmm. everybody in there is healthy i think the reason why they ended up uh having to pull the plug because let's be real controversy creates cash and so all of the online chatter, even though it's, neg- uh, you know, can be yeah. negative, that's probably, so Big Brother Canada gets over a million views um, per episode, and the online uh, fan base is, what, maybe 25,000, 30,000 people at oh, most? Yeah, yeah. That's like less than a percent mm-hmm. of the total fan base. But it Feels like it's the opinion of a million people that's because that's all you see. Yeah. So I think people need to kind of keep that in mind too, as, mm-hmm. as how impactful or whatever Twitter thinks that it is. But regardless, the the ratings were great. The um the the show was beautiful. The characters were interesting. So it's like uh there there would have been no other reason to shut that down but the province of Ontario essentially shut down all non-essential business. Okay. And even though film and television productions were uh, included in that list, uh, several members of the production felt that, you know, it's, they, they didn't want to come to work, which is totally understandable. It's a huge show. There are hundreds of people that work on it. It's very difficult to do remotely. Um So even though the house guests themselves were probably the safest people in the country, it's still the production going back and forth. And I know that they were taking extreme precautions regardless, but you know, we don't know what the world's going to look like in a month. There's still, you know, almost two months of the game left. So that's, I think why they made the decision. They had to make sure, you know, if they would have grounded all the flights, say for example, mm-hmm. um, then how would they get them home? It's, you know, you, we can never know what the future is going to look like down the road. Hopefully things get, get much better very quickly but i think they just looked at the forecast and it was too uncertain and so they decided to uh to pull it but i don't think it had anything to do with the season itself i think i I think the production of the show and rightfully so should have been very proud of the, the 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 episodes that were put out they're very entertaining to watch I, I know that the viewership was strong, the ratings were great, and they're probably going to get better because nobody has anything to do but to sit home True. and watch the only 1st one program on Canadian television. Um, so I, I think that wh- La- Big Brother Canada 7 was had the highest ratings, the most viewership of all of our mm-hmm. uh, seasons so far. I I think Big Brother Canada 8 would have beaten it, hands down. I guess we'll never know now, wow. but it got off to a huge, a huge start. Um, you know, the first the episode, I think, was up 36% from the, the previous uh, year's uh, premiere. So um, I, I, I'm quite confident uh, that they'll be back for, for season nine.
2: That's what I was going to ask you. What does that mean for Big Brother Canada? And so you don't think these house guests will get another chance to play?
1: That's a great question, too. And I just, I, I like, I like to think of it if I was in there, and I'm sure you guys would, would feel the same. Yeah. If that was your... Your shot, your yeah. one opportunity. And uh, there's this guy, Sheldon. So Sheldon won half of the HOHs that were available to win. St- and this guy, Hira, he won two-thirds of the vetoes that were available to win. So they were they were off to really good starts. Mm-hmm. And then they had their games pulled and their dreams, you know, abruptly yeah. ended. You know, yeah. the, the alarm clock went way before it was supposed to. And now they're back in the real world. Should they get another shot? Will they get another shot? I can't answer those questions. I think mm-hmm. they're going to want to believe that they, they should get another shot, but how do you put that group back in? Yeah. Then now seeing the episodes, understanding how people were playing, I mean, that puts a lot of people at such a disadvantage. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel, there were a few really uh, – there are a few characters that really stood out that I think could maybe be pulled back in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's def- if you're a late bloomer – in this cast, you know, if, if, if you were playing for the, like jury hadn't even started yet. Yeah. And if you're playing yep. for like the, the, the that playoffs movie. kind of, you, you know, that, that might be, that might be all you get. So for me personally, kind of, as that, someone yeah, who's, that
2: stinks, because I feel like if that was me, I would just be, who is that girl? Because it takes me a while to kind of come out of my shell and, to establish those relationships and feel feel comfortable being goofy and all that type of thing. Mm. So I would be devastated. I don't think I talked for like 11 days. So day 25, I'm just starting (laughs) to get my feet wet, you know, and show my feisty side. So I feel very terrible for the house guests who are kind of like me and didn't get to, you know, they may never get a chance again or All of them I feel bad for because that was, it's a hard process and it's probably a dream to several of them. And now that's it. And I, I I don't know. I really think they should get another chance, especially hearing you talk about the season. Like I said, I only see what's, I get on Twitter like once a week and it's just terrible. So so that's what I see of the season. But like now I want to watch it um, after hearing you talk about it. And I'm sad that there is no uh, ending to it.
0: Mm. so it's a bummer for sure so i want to switch gears a little bit and i (laughs) I have some questions about canada itself Mm -hmm. right we don't have a lot of we haven't had a lot of canadians on our uh podcast so uh interesting about canada do you guys is it states that you guys have i know you have like provinces but are they like similar to states you know canada is one country and then each section is broken up into different provinces like how does that work
1: yeah. The, I mean, you basically hit the nail on the head. Yeah. So we have provinces and territories. Um They're essentially the exact same thing. And yeah, they're uh, basically broken up. We have a far less. So the United States and all of its uh, beautiful diversity is, is broken up quite significantly. Canada is not. Um you know, you go coast to coast, and it's you, you go through like <laughs> you go through half the country, and you're only going through like four provinces. So, yeah, uh, ours are ours are all long and tall, and not so uh, broken up like yours are. But yeah, so I live in British Columbia, um, which is just above Washington State, and I'm originally from New Brunswick, which is just above Maine. So I kind of uh, have both of the coasts covered.
0: And so in Quebec, is it Quebec? I think where a lot of people yeah. speak French.
1: Is that uh, basically everyone speaks French in everyone. Quebec. So, uh, well, not everyone, everyone, but I mean, uh, the French is the, uh, official language of Quebec. Oh, um, so, so wait, Canada
0: so each, is a, I'm sorry. So each province has its own official language.
1: Canada is officially a bilingual country, but the only official bilingual province is actually New Brunswick. Oh. Um, for, Quebec is almost entirely French. Of course, Northern New Brunswick is almost entirely French. Um, There are definitely pockets of Ontario that are French. But, yeah, that kind of hub between, say, like northern Brunswick to uh, eastern Ontario, excuse me, with Quebec kind of sandwiched in the middle, that's the French part of Canada. Everywhere else is English, (laughs) except for British Columbia, which is uh, part Mandarin.
0: And so, okay, so my history is not the best in Canada. So did they buy part of those provinces from the French and then part of it from other places or was it just all French territories that they bought?
1: Ooh, that's, you know what? I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure what the ancestral history of Quebec, where it's French comes because Quebec French, like Francophone French and uh, say like Parisian French are, uh, not it's the same language, but it's like how, uh, you know, Irish speaking English and English speaking English are different. You know what I mean? Like they're uh, a, a French person going to a French person from Quebec going to, uh, France, they would know, uh, you're, you're, you that's that Canadian French. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a little different. It's not so uh, proper like us. And there's uh like, uh, uh, franglais. It's like a lot of people in, uh, New Brunswick will speak, like, half French, half English as one unified language. It doesn't make any sense at all. But how it became French, where our French comes from, I have no idea.
0: Interesting. And then I saw that uh, people that didn't know, Canada has the longest coastline. Did you know that?
2: No.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. 151,600 miles long. I think that's crazy. It's <laughs> pretty wild. <laughs> Go for a run on we that.
1: you have some beautiful coasts <laughs> up here in Canada. It's 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 like it's so silly because like I travel to the United States quite a bit, uh, mainly for Big Brother related stuff because that's a lot a large part of my extended uh, friend group, Uh and so a lot of uh, Americans are like oh like they they just assume that it's freezing cold up here all of the time. That's a common misconception. Yep. Yeah, and it's uh, in Vancouver specifically. We get the most beautiful summers you have ever seen and the rainiest winters you have ever endured. But I mean. Uh Vancouver basically gets no like next to no snow at all and we we have one of the warmer climates in Canada, like uh certainly far better than if you were in the you know that northeastern hub of the United States, you know the New Yorks and Bostons and phillies and uh cities like that or Chicago or something that get like you know these really really cold uh uh winters it's like we're we're not so different you and i uh, i suppose is my point
0: <laughs> and and now that we've been in quarantine for a little bit what is the first thing that you want to do when when you get when you have freedom right mm-hmm. when you have freedom again and you're not locked up uh in the nicest prison that you've ever been <laughs> <laughs> what what do you want to do
1: uh, the first thing that I will probably end up doing is uh, going downtown. Uh, so uh, my my best friend is uh, Alec Beal, who I met on Big Brother Canada season one. He lives basically on the beach uh, downtown uh, near Kitsilano, and I'll probably head there, get something to eat, and, and go to the beach with him because it's it's almost getting the beach weather here in Vancouver. So I think that sounds like a good plan. It does
2: sound like a good plan. Spring I don't even. I have no idea what. Um, I think like when you said the quarantine, like you're doing fine with it, I think that I'm doing fine with it because I was thinking about this kind of deeper where I do work from home now. And so I feel like I have a lot of stress of trying to keep up with all these people. And for the first time in a long time, I don't feel guilty for like, I would feel guilty for even thinking about thinking about opening a puzzle, thinking about reading a book, thinking about, you know, binging a show, like -hmm. it would just kind of consume me like, oh my God, there's so much I should be doing right now. And now it's kind of like, I feel, I don't feel bad about doing the stuff that I like or like the hobbies or my uh, art projects and things like that. So I think it's important for people to realize that you know, do those type of things, cook those meals that take an hour and not five minutes for your health. You know, um, this is a random thing, but I was just like thinking, yeah, no, maybe that's right. why, that's why I feel, cause people would think my anxiety would be 10 times worse. And in all honesty, it's not, I think my anxiety comes from a lot of trying to be the best I can be. And when I feel like, okay, I can't be running 10,000 errands in a day, I can't be going and trying to you know, get all these outfit shots that I'm supposed to be getting or filming. It's just like like it's like exactly like being in the Big Brother house and being the best version of yourself and not overdoing it with anything from outside like
0: well uh, next, we'll just take your phone away and uh <laughs> yeah, that, no, I've been <laughs>
2: contemplating doing like a complete detox of social media, um not because. It can just be overwhelming, and I think for my brain, it's just I would love to take a break from it because in the Big Brother house, you get to take a break from it, and it's so nice, but here it's still like, oh, well, they're still doing this, but really it's a lot less, so it doesn't seem as toxic right now, so I don't know if I'm going to take a break from it or not, but it's not a bad idea, too. It's the perfect time to kind of reset, recharge, and get ready for whatever's next.
0: Absolutely. 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 And
2: then, Peter, I was wondering, what do you think this will mean for uh, for Big Brother US this year?
1: Well, that uh, that's the million dollar, well, or the five hundred thousand dollar question. <laughs> <by the boat. laughs> um, yeah. uh, but quickly before I get to what I think might happen, Big Brother, I, I just want to say that you are a hundred percent right about the how you're feeling, and I really hope that people are taking advantage of this time. I know a lot of people are going stir crazy, but if mm-hmm. you look at it like a mental reset. And an emotional recharge. I think that your world will be so, like, I'm, I struggle from anxiety and depression and the like, just like I'm sure several other house guests and, and, mm-hmm. and, and other people who are not in the Big Brother family do too. And this has done wonders for, like, I 100% identify with everything you just said. Oh, good. So I'm really happy for yeah. you, um, about that. But for Big Brother USA this summer. So, um, I heard a rumor that the casting uh, had stopped for Big Brother USA this year for one reason or another. Uh, Obviously, I think we can probably piece together why. So that leads to the speculation of, okay, well, if the season goes ahead as originally intended, what will happen if they're not casting for it? And so that naturally leads to those two little words that everybody says every single year, regardless of the state of the world. <laughs> All and stars. I'm sure you can figure out what they are. Um, and you know what? I think that's an awesome idea. If if it is safe to do so, if it is safe for people to go to work, and it it, it is it is practical to produce a hundred days of television, um, you know. For that summer viewing audience, who are going to be starved for first-run programming because the Olympics have been pushed to next year, so there's going to be nothing new on TV. And you know what? It's the fans have been begging for it since the day it stopped. It's the number one most speculated, uh, you know, news item leading up to every season. And so CBS, please, if you're listening, (laughs) pull the trigger, just do it. It's what everybody wants to do to see. There are so many cool personalities, um, even just in the last, say, eight to 10 seasons of USA that you could definitely put together an amazing group to go in and play that game on its highest level. And I think that's, that's like, I, I love watching survivor this year. I don't know if you guys are. My mom, survivor.
2: Yeah. So my mom is so obsessed with survivor and especially this season. And then I started watching it too. And it's really, really fun to watch. Right, because I'm winners. sure you know
1: most of them. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you you, you must have met, not maybe all most of them, but you've at least probably mm-hmm. met a few of them and just through the reality community. It's like, it's fun to watch people that you know play, and it's fun to watch people who <clears throat> have all won, which has never happened, to, mm-hmm. to play in this environment. But any all-returnee season is just going to have that little bit of extra oomph at the beginning because everybody knows what to do. You go in at 100%, you know, at the ground running, ready to go. So that's what I hope happens. If they go through with the season, I do hope that they bring back and and just do an All-Stars too. But um, we'll see what the world looks like in June
0: um well peter thank you so much for joining us this morning we appreciate you waking up early for us yes That's peter
2: it. thank you we, we, we really
0: <laughs> no problem guys it was <laughs>
1: lovely to hear from you i appreciate uh appreciate you having me on
0: yeah anytime enjoy your quarantine and hopefully we'll be out of this situation soon enough stay safe yes i agree okay. you too bye peter Take care.
2: We hope you enjoyed that episode with Peter. It's always cool to hear different perspectives on what they think's going on.
0: Absolutely. And Canada is like a different country, even though it's in the same continent. So <laughs> <laughs> our friends across the border. All right. So what do you got for weird or normal?
2: Um, weird or normal this week is, is it weird to use your partner's toothbrush?
0: Ah, uh, that's disgusting.
2: <laughs> Why is it disgusting?
0: Because it's... Okay. So Nicole and I have had this problem in the past where we go on a trip and she's like... Ooh, I forgot my toothbrush. Mm-hmm. Can I use yours? And I'll go, No, that's disgusting. Let's just buy one downstairs <laughs> or ask them for one, right? And But then,
2: why is it weird? It's
0: just not it's the like the concept
2: it, does gross me out. I don't do it if I like for fun. Well
0: you know when you brush your teeth, you create these <laughs> and sorry if you hear that in the background it's coffee making for work, but if you when you brush your teeth, there you create micro tears in your gums right mm-hmm. and so i all i can think about is like all these little gum particles like
2: yeah it is kind of gross when skin you think when you're it.
0: and then you put that on my toothbrush and then i brush my teeth and i'm just like but Ugh. yet
2: you will stick your tongue in my mouth
0: <laughs> okay that sounds disgusting you we kiss <laughs>
2: yes. yes
0: we do kiss <laughs> uh it's called a french style kiss um but it, that's just completely different, and I and I can see how you can make that argument, but it's still. Well, what
2: about using someone else's loofah in the shower? Does that gross you out?
0: Do you use my loofah?
2: No, I don't. But yeah, that would I'm be nasty. I'm thinking about scrubbing parts of the body.
0: Yeah, that's just even <laughs> scrubbing your arm or your back with somebody else's loofah. That's nasty.
2: Why you give me back massages and rub my arms and stuff?
0: So that doesn't mean that you can just go ahead and use my loofah. Yeah, I don't. That, ugh, no. Because, and then, so Nicole knowing that uh, she, Nicole knows that I don't like her to use my toothbrush. So we went on another trip one time. I
2: don't remember. Th- just to be and, honest, I don't remember any of this.
0: Well, this is all very true because I'm not making this up. And then I go, I walk into the bathroom and I go, my toothbrush is, what? Why is my toothbrush? <laughs> Nicole, did you use my toothbrush? Yeah. <laughs> what? Why would you use my tooth? I told, and so she did it without me knowing. On purpose, so I wouldn't get mad or be disgusted. So, yes, it is weird. It's not.
2: I only do it if I'm desperate. It would is, you Would you rather me so not brush I my had, teeth? You know what?
0: And it's funny because I had a best friend that did that to me once. He used my toothbrush. And I was like, yo, dude, that is <laughs> the most okay, disgusting. I
2: don't think I could have like one of my friends or best friend use my toothbrush. If Mariah you, used your toothbrush, yeah, would, you gross, use, w- would
0: you use your toothbrush after that if she didn't tell you and then she told you afterwards?
2: Don't know if that's happened before. Like she uses your toothbrush. I, she's I like, know. yo, I use your toothbrush. Yeah, like I'd rather use your. To- you use my toothbrush because we kiss, and I know, like, mm-hmm. I've yeah. I don't yeah. know. I think friend is worse than a significant other.
0: Yeah, I don't know. All around, it's just everybody just keep your toothbrush. Yeah, because to yourself. sometimes
2: you do wake up with like crap on your
0: teeth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You know, <laughs> nah, that's nasty. Just thinking about morning breath, and then then using the toothbrush during morning breath, and then you, you
2: know, you bought me a tongue scraper, and I don't know which one's mine. I think there's a blue and a red. The like red pink one's one. mine. Yeah, and so I think the pink is mine. Because I think it looks like pinkish. It's mm-hmm. like a salmon color. So I think I've used your tongue scraper before. That's even more disgusting.
0: <laughs> you know what? And, that, and that's so bad. I'm just going to get another set of things from my side of the sink just so it's not even in the same little bucket.
2: Just <sighs> just chill out, babe. No,
0: it's nasty. I mean, that has to be right now. It's all about keeping your germs to yourself. Yeah,
2: I like, well, I will not use your stuff right now. Mm-hmm. But when we go on a trip, sometimes I forget, and you know what? I'm and just. And we can playing. just
0: buy, and we can just buy. I'm your- just
2: being on the opposite side because this is what makes it fun.
0: Yeah, well, okay? th- it's that's. I don't not go true. and
2: use your toothbrush all the time.
0: I know, but you don't think it's weird.
2: Yeah, I do. Okay. I think it's gross, too. Okay,
0: so then, and so my solution to this is now anytime we travel, I have a spare toothbrush in my bag. <sighs> In case. I do. I do. I bring my toothbrush and then I have a little. I have my electrical toothbrush and then I bring a normal bristle, uh, like just a regular plastic toothbrush with me in case you forget. It's like, all right, well, you can use this. I don't know how long it's been in that bag, but you can use it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Would you rather me not brush my teeth at all?
0: No. Heck no. So you'd
2: rather me use your toothbrush than.
0: Fresh? No, Which I'd rather one? I'd rather you get one of those no. little.
2: You can't leave the house. We're in quarantine. I don't have a toothbrush. Get a brush. little hand there's towel. There's one toothbrush in our house. We cannot leave the house. If
0: anybody, what do you want if me anybody has been through the struggle, they have gotten a hand towel, put it around their finger with some toothpaste, and brush their teeth. Oh, I
2: never did that. Yeah. I used my finger before.
0: Well, there's no there's no like texture on I it know. to actually scrape. So you get a little hand towel, like a little face towel. So that's what you'd make
2: mm. me. That's what you'd make me do every Heck day. Heck
0: yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> yep. That's, yep. <laughs> I, I, abso, abso- <laughs> um, So the Spanish word of the day. <laughs> All right. Are you ready?
2: <laughs> yes.
0: The Spanish word of the day is dientes.
2: Dientes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It reminds me of a day of the week or 10 cents or, is it a toothbrush?
0: Is that the on- are those the only things it reminds you of?
2: Oh, dent teeth. Dentist,
0: teeth, teeth. <laughs> dentist. Uh huh, dentist, dientes. And de- that's
2: teeth or dentist. Dientes
0: is teeth. Mm. Dentista is a, a dentist. Interesting. Yeah.
2: Mm.
0: Putting them very directly related to what we're talking about to make it you know
2: easier you, for easier
0: me. for you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if not, I'll, I'll do como like so like pasta de dientes. You should know that one? Pasta. No pasta de dientes.
2: I'm going to the dentist.
0: Pasta de dientes.
2: Pasta made correct like el dente.
0: Toothpaste. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Uh,
2: Alrighty.
0: Okay, so now we're gonna read and close this out with the reviews because we love you guys so much and we really appreciate you. And this is just a little way for us to throw it back out there for you guys mm-hmm. uh, by reading. The reviews that you leave us. This
2: one is called, they go together like PB&J from Allie Loves Audiobooks. Five stars. I love this podcast more and more each week. I love the variety of guests, but I love Nicole and Victor's fun and random conversations even more. The Weirder Normal segment is so relatable and always makes me laugh. P.S. If you put peanut butter on both slices of bread, the jelly slides out. Yeah, Uh, Vic. No, I... Thank you both for the weekly entertainment. I had to disagree with that. I agree. I totally agree with that. That makes perfect sense. It's,
0: Yeah, but no. Yes, it does. Okay. I mean, if -hmm. you leave the slice of bread without touching anything else and it's just like one slice hanging in the air. No,
2: I know exactly. I've done that before.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. So this one's called Just the Two of You, Five Stars. Love the podcast with just the two of you. It lets us know you more. Can't wait for more of this great show. Smiley face with hearts.
2: Yay. That's cute. I do love podcasting with just Vic. I know. Because I love to annoy him.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Normal day in the life. Well, thank you guys so much. Please rate, review, and subscribe the easiest way is the Little Purple app on your iPhone or Apple Podcast. You can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can always go to www.cococalientepodcast.com. You can listen there and you can check out our merchandise. Please follow us at Coco Caliente Podcast on Instagram and at Coco Caliente Pod on Twitter. Thank you.
2: Thank you.